There you have it. It's that time again. Time for the Go Wild Go podcast. Podcast number 11. I'm your host, Jeff Fry. I'm joined by Ian McMacken, publisher of Go Wild Go. Let's welcome Ian into the studio. Welcome back to podcast number 11. How are you doing? I'm doing good, Jeff. Uh, it's been a good week. Uh, coming off a nice, uh, another uh, big win for the Cowboys going out on the road. And winning at a place uh, we lost in the past. So it was good to keep that winning going. And I uh, got a three-game winning streak going into Boise State. Yeah, it sure felt good. Uh, of course, um, Nevada didn't go quietly. Uh, they certainly hung in there. You got to give them a lot of credit, but uh, I'm proud of my uh, proud of the team uh, for hanging in there and hanging tough and finishing it off. So uh, really encouraging, I tell you. Uh, Bowl himself, uh, Coach Bowl, was pretty pleased by it, and uh, he had some good comments. So uh, let's take a listen to the uh, Wyoming game here. The Wyoming Cowboys notched their third consecutive win on Saturday, October 22nd by defeating the University of Nevada Wolfpack 42-35. Highlights of the game radio broadcast courtesy of the University of Wyoming, Learfield Sports, and Mr. Dave Walsh. The Cowboys opened the scoring on their second drive of the game with a 56-yard scoring run by Brian Hill, making the score Wyoming 7, Nevada 0, with 7.59 remaining in the first quarter. Jordan Ellis is the up back in the eye. Hill, the deep back, pitch it to Hill. Hill's got the first down and more. He's down the far sidelines. Look at the speed. Brian Hill, he'll take it the distance. Touchdown, Cowboys. Early in the second quarter, the Wolfpack responded with a 38-yard field goal by Pettit Spencer with 14.05 remaining in the quarter, making the score Wyoming 7, Nevada 3. Wyoming added a second score with 10 minutes and 1 seconds remaining in the second stanza on a two-yard run by Brian Hill. Give it to Hill. Right off of Van Monnen, he'll run into the end zone. Touchdown, Cowboys! After an extra point by Cooper Roth, the Cowboys lead the Wolfpack 14-3. Nevada responded three minutes and 12 seconds later with a 10-play 75-yard drive capped by a 17-yard run by redshirt freshman quarterback Ty Ganji, making the score Wyoming 14, Nevada 10, with 6.47 remaining in the second quarter. The Cowboys increased their lead by 11 points on their next possession by driving 75 yards in 13 plays, followed by a one-yard run by quarterback Josh Allen. Hill is the deep back in the eye. Van Monnen is the fullback. Fake it to Hill. Allen's going to run it in untouched. Touchdown, Cowboys! After the extra point, the Cowboys lead 21-10 with one minute and 23 seconds remaining in the first half. Nevada added another field goal with 25 seconds remaining in the half, making the score 21 to 13. 
Following a missed 48-yard field goal by Wyoming's Cooper Roth, his time ran out in the half. The Cowboys lead the Wolfpack 21-13 at the intermission. The Pokes scored on their first drive of the second quarter on a razzle-dazzle play, featuring a pass from receiver Austin Conway back to Josh Allen. Third and goal for the Cowboys from the four-yard line. Gentry to the right. Conway is tight on a right side wing, but they'll pitch it. Now back to Conway. He's going to throw to Allen. Wide open in the end zone. Touchdown, Cowboys. The extra point was good, giving Wyoming a 28-13 lead over Nevada with eight minutes and 44 seconds remaining in the third quarter. The Wolfpack responded with an answering score on their very next drive of six plays and 54 yards, capped by a nine-yard run by James Butler with six minutes and 27 seconds remaining in the third quarter. After the extra point, the score stood Wyoming 28, Nevada 20. Brian Hill scored on his third touchdown of the night on a 20-yard run with four minutes and 15 seconds remaining in the third quarter following a seven-play, 57-yard drive. Give it to Hill. He's running right. He's got a blocker in front of him. Makes a cut at the 10, the 5. He's in. Touchdown, Cowboys. The Wolfpack refused to go away by taking just three minutes and six seconds on the next possession to bring the score to 35-27 to on a 27-yard pass from Ty Ganji to Jared Gibson with just over a minute remaining in the third quarter. After Wyoming was forced to punt on their next possession, the Wolfpack drove to the Wyoming 20 and missed a 37-yard field goal by Spencer Pettit with 7.34 remaining in the game. Wyoming took nine plays and covered 80 yards on their next score, capped by a seven-yard run by Josh Allen. Fakes the give. Allen's going to keep it, and he goes in. Touchdown, Cowboys. After the extra point, the Wyoming Cowboys lead the Wolfpack 42-27 with two minutes and 52 seconds remaining in the game. Nevada scores again in their next possession, taking 12 plays and covering 75 yards in 2 minutes and 12 seconds. Nevada running back James Butler fumbles at the 1-yard line but recovers the ball for the score with just 40 seconds remaining in the game, making it Wyoming 42, Nevada 34. Nevada adds to the drama by recovering their onside kick with just 38 seconds remaining. However, Wyoming linebacker Logan Wilson squashed the Wolfpack's dreams by intercepting Kai Ganji on the Wyoming 46-yard line to end the game. Looks over the middle and fires, and this is intercepted. It is picked off by Logan Wilson. There's that takeaway, and it came at just the right time. Did it ever. The Cowboys preserve the victory and run their record to four wins and two losses. Our thanks to the University of Wyoming, Learfield Sports, and Dave Walsh for allowing us to use recorded highlights of the game. This is Jeff Fry reporting. There you have it. That's the uh, review of the game. And uh, boy, I tell you, uh, Ryan Hill certainly had a game, uh, a career day, didn't he? Yeah, he kind of could feel that game coming that really another breakout game for him um very similar way did against fresno state a couple years ago uh way out of lacked stopping the run game this year against some of their previous opponents you just had a feel that the wyoming was really 
going to have the ability to run the football, rush for 401 total yards, really controlled the trenches, uh, did what it needed to do running the football, and uh, really a great find because when you can run the football and only throw the ball, I think we threw nine times the entire game, very efficient throwing the football when they did. Um, it was really a great recipe, I think a recipe that Coach Bowl uh, will want to continue to do uh, the rest of the season into future seasons. Well, he, um, he talked about uh, the Nevada game at his Monday presser. Let's listen to what he had to say. Just a little bit of a review of uh, the last week's game against Nevada. You know, I thought it was there was some exceptional play by our offensive line. Uh, they did a great job opening up some uh, holes at the point of attack, and I thought our wide receivers did a, a really good job blocking downfield. And then Brian really showed his his skill. He's got some great vision uh, combined with speed. He was elusive. But I think the biggest thing was he was relentless. I mean, time and time again, um, he's a real strong runner that's, uh, like I said, uh, the best term would be relentless. Um, so it was a phenomenal day by his performance. You never want to make it an individual performance, but I think we need to note that he was exceptional. And um, offensively, he took care of the football. He didn't put the ball in the air very much. Uh, we did have the one uh, pass by Austin Conway. And Larry Scheid had always told me he was a good quarterback, so utilize his skill set there. Uh, but we did take care of the football, which I think was really important. We came up plus one on the uh, turnover margin, even though that was late. But that was going to be important to win the turnover margin. That, that uh, interception at that time proved to be uh, very important. We were disappointed uh, defensively in the pass yardage uh, that we occurred during, accrued during the, the course of the game. There are certain plays that we need to note that, uh, you know, Nevada had a receiver come back who had some good skill. And I thought their backup quarterback played exceptional uh, for the circumstances he was under. But there are things we got to correct and clean up. Our tackling was not as crisp as what it has been. I think you can uh, have a measured evaluation of that. You know, they have talented players, and uh, it's always more challenging to tackle talented players. And I think we lost the kicking game. And typically, uh, when you go on the road, if you, you're not playing two out of the three uh, portions of the game, you're not going to win. And what occurred was I thought we played exceptional uh, offensively uh, Saturday night. And so really encouraged uh, by the performance there. We've got some work to do to clean up. We need to stay on the right trajectory offensively, but I, I think uh, defensively we can get back in the groove this week. As far as on the injury front, uh, we did not finish the game with Chase Appleby, but we are encouraged. I would say uh, right now it would be better than probable. I would say I don't know what the term would be, but more than likely he's going to be playing. That's not uh, our decision. That's our sports medicine department's decision, but all signs are encouraging there. Well, that was Coach Bowl at his Monday presser. Uh, again, uh, uh, delineating some of the things that you said. Uh, of course, uh, uh, noting Brian's performance, uh, really good offensive uh, performance, uh, good receiving. Uh, all around, uh, uh, Wick had good, uh, good game. So all around pretty good on that side of the ball. Defense, uh, particularly pass defense, mm, that had a little problem. Yeah, I think uh, that's one thing that needs to get cleaned up. 
what I've noticed uh, throughout the seasons, Cowboys can play pretty well defensively throughout a game. And then it seems like in the fourth quarter, um, Northern Illinois, Eastern Michigan, uh, you know, some of these other games, they kind of give up some big plays. Air Force, they give up a few big plays to Air Force in the fourth quarter, let them back to the game. Um, that's an area that they're going to have to get cleaned up for the Boise State game um, because if they don't do that, Boise State will pick you apart and score a lot of points. We've seen some capability uh, with his defense. I think the key is going to be his pass rush, getting Chase Appleby back is going to help. Uh, they're going to have to find some pass rush capability from some of the other guys, particularly Kevin Prosser, who has the ability to be a pretty good pass rusher and maybe clean up some assignment things. And, yeah, they, they tend to give up some yards in the passing game, and that's going to have to get cleared up quick. Yeah, I tell you, now, Bull had some nice things to say about Prosser and uh, uh, some of the other guys, but, yeah, that's true. Um, it seems like fourth quarter they have kind of a, I don't know if it's a mental breakdown or if um, they're just not mature enough to um, – or don't have the killer instinct. I'm not sure what it is, but you're right. It does seem like fourth quarter, they always let it slip a bit. And uh, it's cost them uh, uh, in the Nebraska game. And um, and it could have cost them this game. But uh, they hung in there and they uh, kept um, they kept uh, Nevada at arm's length. So uh, that was really, really encouraging. Uh, after the game, uh, several of the players... Uh, met with the press, and uh, I wanted to play uh, this one, a uh, couple of these. Uh, Brian Hill uh, talked to uh, the reporters after the game. I really don't know what it was. I was throwing up during the game. Luckily, I was able to finish it out, just get hydrated and tough it out. Is that, is that what you did, just, just hydrated? Just yeah, I, just, I tried to drink as much fluid as possible. Uh, I felt a little cramping during the fourth quarter, but it passed quickly, thankfully, and we were able to go finish the game. Had you felt bad all week, or was this just today? Or? It just happened today. It was a freak. <laughs> just some, I don't know, it came out of nowhere. It was probably a stomach virus. 289, though, on not feeling good? <laughs> Have you ever had a good a game like that, even close to when you weren't feeling? Um, not since Fresno, but I came in all week telling the O-line we're going to put the game on their backs, and they came up, came out and showed up. You feeling good? Uh, otherwise, physically, you feeling better than... Oh, yeah, I'm feeling good, yeah. Hips okay, 100%. How did it just feel? I mean, you guys, like you said, you guys kind of carried them. The defense got a stop at the end, but you needed to needed to keep scoring, and you kept running and running. How did, how did it feel to carry it tonight? Uh, it felt good and bad at the same time, you know. We were moving the ball, which is always a good thing. I was tired, really tired. But we got past it. Luckily, we got a lot of backs who can make something happen with the ball. Sean came in and did his thing. Is this like your, your Michael Jordan flu game then? Um, I'm wearing the Oreo 6s, so we were making a joke at halftime that this is going to be the flu game, so Jordan should call me after the game. <laughs> I know you're tired and you want to enjoy this, but you got a, you're 3-0 in the league. You face an undefeated nationally ranked team at home next week. How, how big is next week or even remotely started thinking about that yet? Um, it's definitely in the back of our minds. We already heard some murmurs of Boise State in there. It's time to go prepare. We're going to come out Monday, watch the game film from this game, and focus on Boise. Just feel like a little bit of a throwback game for you, just having to rely on the run and less on the pass? Um, we were able to make plays in the past game, but 
with me and Josh, we were just going with our legs today. So we kept it rolling that way and it chewed up the clock. Thanks, Brian. Congrats. No problem. Thank you. That was Brian Hill right after the game. And I didn't know that, that uh, he had suffered uh, a stomach ailment of some kind and he wasn't feeling his best. Uh, I tell you what, if he has that kind of performance when he's feeling rotten, can you imagine uh, what he <laughs> what he could do if he's feeling perfect? He's a tough-minded individual. I just very mentally tough, perfect back for this offense. And I didn't realize he was sick either. He didn't look sick running right across that television set when I was watching the game. <laughs> but you know that offensive line for the Cowboys. Um, really he's done a good job run blocking opening those holes because Brian does such a good job if you just give him a little daylight he's going to make those defenses pay. Well you know the the loss of Ryan Cummings to a foot injury uh, I believe he even had surgery here uh, today or yesterday uh, that's uh, hopefully not going to impact the um, the offensive line too much but I'm afraid it, uh, it's going to have some kind of impact yeah, it's a tough blow, um, especially coming at midweek. That's kind of where we heard, we heard first heard about it. Um, he's the veteran on that offensive line outside. Chase really are. So he's a player that's played a lot of snaps for the Cowboys. He's a very stable tackle. And now they're going to bring in likely Brinkley Jolly to replace him, a guy that has very little experience, does have some athleticism, some good feet as being a former tight end, recruited as a tight end. But one thing with bowl staff, I've noticed in the past, they've been able to plug a, a player in, and the players usually stepped in, did a pretty good job. So I think they'll do some things to try to maximize or mitigate the situation. But overall, um, the offensive line's played well, and it's kind of a bad break to have a player like Cummings go down against the best defensive line the Cowboys are going to play this year. Well, that's where um, the depth comes into play, and uh, we'll see uh, the next man up and see how he does. So um, we're hoping uh, that it doesn't affect doesn't affect uh, the offense uh, greatly. And uh, that's, just, that's just football. You get injuries, so uh, you've got to have people that uh, come in and play. Uh, now, Josh Allen uh, was approached uh, after the game, and uh, they asked him about uh, his game, particularly that, uh, that pass play he caught. Let's listen to that. I really wasn't, um, you know, kind of in the, the confines of our offense. We're not really that type of team, but, uh, you know, we were called upon our offensive line. Brian Hill, you know, we really needed for the night, and they pulled through tremendously. And uh, Brian had, what, 289 yards, which is, <laughs> it's an unreal number, um, you know, and I, you just can't, you know, take the line enough and Brian for all of his hard work that he's put in, you know, everything he did tonight. Did you notice how sick he was today and, and during the game? Or did you even notice it? No, not at all. He, he was throwing up uh, before the game and during the first quarter and stuff. And that, that's Brian Hill for you, though. This dude's not going to quit. He's not going to be taken down by one person. So uh, that's just the type of guy he is. 
What's it like to have a game, you know, some, some sloppy stuff on defense, but to still come away with a win like that? You know, it's big. You know, we've been relying on our defense a lot in the last couple games, and they've pulled through big for us. So I guess it's our, our turn to do it. And, uh, you know, we were called upon, and we, we really prevailed there in the later, later uh, half of the game. And then, uh, you know, Logan Wilson coming up with the, the huge pick to end it was, uh, you know, a great feeling. I see a lot of people here with Wyoming 17 jerseys and stuff. Yeah, and I had about 100 people from back home, you know, bus up and drive up. So, uh, you know, I'm glad they got to see the game they saw because it's special having all these people here. You know, it just hits home with me. Was it tough putting that Boise game out of your guys' mind, or is it a little motivation tonight? That was definitely motivation. Um, you know, we're done with Nevada now, and uh, we're moving on to our next opponent, and that's Boise State. So we'll see you then in War Memorial next Saturday. Josh, Big talk a little bit about how the offense answered the bell on that last drive. You know, we uh, we were really having our way with them running the ball. And uh, we got down to the goal line. Brian Hill, you know, he carried us down there thanks to our offensive line. But uh, third and short from the four or five yard line, you know, Coach uh, Bull told Coach Vegan he wanted me to run the ball in. So uh, I just can't thank him enough for giving, you know, giving me the trust that, uh, you know, he had in me. Uh, you know, we just kind of, you know, faked that fake little dive and pulled around the edge and just found my way in. When's the last time you caught a touchdown pass before tonight? Never. Never. <laughs> never got a touchdown pass. So any, any way we can, we, you know, we're trying to win. How would you grade an uh, awesome throw there? It was fantastic. He was right in the chest, you know, we scored. So nothing less than a net. Do you get nervous when you're that open and the ball's coming? No. Nah, <laughs> I got the best hands on the team, and I'll, I'll say that forever. So it's all good. Thanks, Josh. Thank you. That's Josh Allen after the game. Uh, yeah, his first touchdown reception ever. Uh, it was thrown by uh, Austin Conway, who was uh, formerly a high school quarterback. So I guess uh, that was a good thing. Uh, I'm really glad to see the playbook opening up and them trying these types of things. Yeah, I'm expecting the playbook continue to open up more and probably might see some things this week against Boise State. The one thing that Josh Allen brings to the table is he really looks very mobile out there running the football, and he seems to uh, have long strides when he's running the ball and takes a lot of yards. So when you're combining Brian Hill with with Josh Allen, you really got two really uh, pretty effective weapons there on offense that can garbage up a lot of yards. And I think going forward, we're just going to continue to see Josh Allen mature and even a better quarterback um, going forward. So I think he's definitely a uh, a factor, could be a big factor against Boise State if he can take his game up even to another level. Yeah, that's true. Uh, he's getting better, and uh, he'll he'll have to bring it up another level. But uh, uh, so far, so good. Uh, he's been uh, improving every week, and... Uh, there's just nothing you can say about Josh Allen uh, that uh, I can say that uh, he's had a bad game or uh, uh, anything bad happened to him. It's all been pretty good as far as I'm concerned. And even um, uh, talking about that pass reception, uh, the reporters ask Austin Conway about that. I do. It's the first one of the season, the first touchdown. Uh, through a touchdown, it's pretty exciting. Is that something you, can, you guys been working on for a while, or did you know this coming? I, we've been working on that for a long time. Uh, you know, Coach Vegan finally called it, and we executed really well. So it's fun to be a part of that. Josh says he has the best hands on the, on the team. How would you say he did as a receiver? Uh, you know, the funny story is every time we run that in practice, Josh catches it with one hand, and Coach Ball's always screaming, catch it with two hands. So we were just hoping that Josh would catch it with two hands tonight, and he did. But uh, I think Josh probably has some, arguably, some of the best hands on the team. I feel like you guys kind of traded punches, like kind of like a heavyweight fight back right. and forth. 
just you had to keep answering them, and you guys were able to. Exactly. Uh, it's just 12 rounds. We actually uh, that was our message for the week was to continue to win each quarter, and I felt like we won every single quarter. They threw a uh, threw a punch, but we won the fight. So. Was it like to see Brian have the kind of night he has, and he wasn't even feeling all that well? It sounds. Yeah, that's crazy. I didn't even know he wasn't feeling well. So that just speaks for his uh, talent, his uh, level to level of competition that he has for the game. And Brian's just a beast. He's an absolute beast. The guy dragged five people on the last play. I mean, that's just a signature run for him. So nothing, nothing new. Expect that from Brian. Expect greatness. You didn't know he was sick either, Josh. No, I didn't, didn't know. I did not know Brian was sick. And if he was sick. I mean, you know, it's like Michael Jordan when he played his flu game. I guess Brian played a sick game, and man, look at look at the numbers he put up. So, is Josh doing like Odell Beckham catching him practicing when you run that? Or <laughs> I mean, to be honest with you, yeah, it was somewhat, you know, glimpses of Odell. But you know, Coach Bowles, he has to be Josh, so he has to catch with two hands. So. That's all I got. Thanks, Austin. Yeah, no problem. And that was uh, Conway Austin. That was uh, funny. Uh, even Coach Bowl in his press conference mentioned that that they had practiced play um, for quite a while, uh, you know, uh, throughout the season. They've been practicing it. And uh, every time they threw it, uh, uh, Josh Allen apparently was catching the ball with one hand and uh, Coach is getting on him about catching with two hands. And so uh, Coach Bowl related that uh, after the um, touchdown pass, uh, uh, Allen went to uh, Coach Bowl and said, Coach, Coach, I caught it with both hands. So... <laughs> they uh, uh, they have uh, some fun with that, but it's uh, it's really uh, uh, good to know that they've got things in their toolbox that uh, they can pull out and use. Yeah, you know they're going to continue to add uh, plays for Austin Conway, and they may have a couple tricks up their sleeve versus Boise State because they're going to need a couple tricks up their sleeve against Boise State in certain situations, but. Um, you know, Austin uh, has caught a couple passes. As I think time goes forward, we're going to maybe see him down in the middle of the field catching some, uh, some passes very similar to what Wyoming used to do with Robert Haran, who had that great speed. And maybe we'll, we'll see a couple, uh, you know, drop-off passes here in the future where he can get some big yards and maybe some screen plays when the rush is coming up the Cowboys. I tell you, Austin is due to break one. He's been close uh, a couple of times in his runbacks. Uh They've used him in a couple of other situations, and boy, he's just due. He's going to break one, I tell you. Before the end of the year, he's going to break one for a touchdown. I'm, I'm positive he's going to do that. So I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, I'm very confident, too, because he has been close, and with his ability, you, you just know it's coming, whether it's going to be on the, the punt return or if it's just going to be somewhere offensively where he breaks one loose. And um, it's getting to that point where those, those plays are going to start happening. Well, I tell you, uh, the game. Uh, I thought uh, we could have we could have scored more against uh, Nevada. I mean, we always say that we're always fans like that. But uh, Nevada hung in there, and they actually made this a pretty close game. And uh, the saving grace uh, in uh, Nevada uh, Nevada's last possession was that uh, Logan Wilson. Uh, the Wyoming product, the guy from Casper, shut him down, and uh, the reporters asked him about that. Did you take us through that pick? It looked like, did you think you dropped it there for a second, or can you just... No, I no. didn't think I dropped it. I just wanted to get down in a hurry so they didn't come from behind and strip me, so that's why I got down so fast. Logan, I know you, know, you made the play at the 
Dan, but I know that they made a lot of plays on the defense today. The offense had a key score. Was it kind of a frustrating game? I mean, you knocked the quarterback out, but they kept scoring. Was it kind of a frustrating game for the defense? Um, yeah, we as a defensive whole thought we did not play our best game up to date. But what the, what the cool part of that is is that we still have a lot of improvement to do. And we got came away with the dub, but, I mean, we still got a lot of improvement to do. And we're going to come back next week and hopefully, you know, get better next week. That Was that tough to, you know, prepare for a quarterback all week and then have a different one come in? Um, I mean, kind of. They're, the quarterbacks in the position, I mean, they're going to throw the ball well. We, we figured once that that second string came in, they were going to try to run the ball more. But, I mean, they proved a little bit otherwise. They, they, he, that uh, backup could throw a little bit, so. I mean, I know this is just, you're just getting done with this, but you're undefeated in the league. Boise's coming in next week. Yeah. I mean, you feel like it's a pretty, this is a pretty big game next week. I know it's oh. the next one, it's always big, but it feels yeah. like it look even. Next game, next game's always big, but to play Boise at home, you know, for that number one position in the Mountain West standings is going to be, it's going to be pretty fun. It's going to be a, it's going to be a fun game to play in come next Saturday. What's going through your mind there? They recover the onside kick and then they throw a pass straight at you. They, we knew on defense, we just had to, we just had to do find a way to get off the field and whether that was, you know, four downs and out or get a pick, I mean, we just found a way to get off the field, so. Well, that was uh, Logan Wilson talking to him about his pick and uh, that closed out that game. So uh, they leave Reno, Nevada, uh, victors uh, 42-35. to 35. Um, Did I get that right? Yeah, 42-35. Uh, so uh, on to uh, Boise State here in Laramie. And so uh, in honor of uh, the next game... <laughs> <laughs> that has to be the 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 lousiest horse whinny I have ever heard. But anyway, uh, that's we, the idea. We wanted as whiny as possible. That's right. We want whiny a whiny uh, sickly horse coming into Laramie. Uh, well, of course, Bo was asked about that in his Monday press uh, review, and so he talked he talked a little bit about uh, Boise State. Getting on to Boise State, you know, they're rated high. Uh, this game has big implications, not only uh, with the Mountain West Conference, but nationally. Um, they're really well coached. Brian Harson's done a great job. Um, you know, when you, when you look at their performances, it's not by chance that they're undefeated. They have good players. They're well coached. Um, you know, you start with a quarterback, Ribbon, uh, and Brian was a quarterback, and so he's uh, – Rippon's really been uh, uh, well-schooled. He came in with good talent. He was a heavily recruited quarterback, but they have really done a nice job grooming him. You know, when you go through, and I don't know what all their progressions are on their reads, but got a pretty good idea. He usually takes the ball where it needs to be taken. He's got a good arm. He's fairly mobile. And then along with that, they've really got an outstanding offensive line. Very rarely do you see your offensive line have a busted assignment. Uh, very rarely are they on the ground. Uh, they're big, strong guys that are mobile, and they block well. And then you start going down the uh, uh, line, uh, the running back, McNichols. Obviously, he's a, he's an outstanding running back. He's close to 1,000 yards right now, five yards of carry, so they can move the ball on the ground. And then you look at the receiving corp. <clears throat> Spurback is an excellent receiver. I think he's been around forever. Uh, he's made tons of plays, and hats off to him. Uh, but uh, the other thing they had, they've, they've come up with another emerging receiver, Wilson, number one. Uh, I believe he's from Coffeyville, And, I, you know, I know a lot about players that have come out of the Jayhawk League. And 
Uh, he also is a former uh, quarterback like Austin. He's throwing the ball some, so we have to be prepared for that. Um, and they're solid in the kicking game. So what you have, you've got a great matchup of two uh, undefeated teams in the Mountain West. And uh, it's an exciting time uh, for us. I know uh, Boise's going to be excited. The last time they uh, came into town, there really wasn't much of a challenge. I met uh, Coach Harson uh, for a cup of coffee at uh, uh, Starbucks that morning. If I do it this this time, I'm going to make him pay. So, um, and there you go. Uh, uh, Coach Bowl was quite adamant. Uh, you know, Wyoming's going into this game to win it, and um, he's uh, he's a no uh, nonsense kind of guy. So uh, I know that they're going to be giving every effort that they can. But I tell you, Boise is well. They're nationally ranked. They're what 15, 17, somewhere in there. They're they're not quite in the top 10 yet, but they're a nationally ranked team. Um, they haven't lost a game. They've come close. Uh, Colorado State uh, closed it up. Uh, BYU um, came real close. Uh, so uh, they've had their close games, but they've got a lot of offensive firepower. They've got uh, their quarterback, uh, a nephew of Mark Rippon of uh, uh, Redskins fame. Uh, is their quarterback, so uh, we're gonna have to. They're gonna have to buckle it down, strap down, and and get to it. Uh, I tell you, this is gonna be a challenge. Well, they are definitely a top twenty team. They would be a top tier Pac twelve team, in my opinion. The way they're put together, they have a, a very efficient quarterback with with talent. They got a running back that definitely in Brian Hill's class in terms of productivity. Uh, Spurlock is uh, very similar to Tanner Gentry, very productive. The defensive line is uh, as good as any defensive line, and that includes Nebraska. Uh, one thing they do have a sheep in their armor a little bit is they've turned the football over. They turned five times against BYU. And then the last year against Utah State, they just had a real bad turnover fest. I think six, seven, eight turnovers that allowed Utah State to upset them. So in this game, I, I hope the Cowboys uh, or Boise State hasn't cleaned up their turnover issues too much. And uh, for Cowboys to have success and have a chance to win this game, they're going to have to win that turnover battle. And maybe they can find a few turnovers uh, from a team that has had trouble at times holding on to the football. Yeah, I tell you, that's. Uh, I imagine they're looking for their uh, turnover drills. I mean, the Nevada game was really frustrating because we had at least two or three uh, potential fumbles there that were on the ground, but uh, Nevada recovered them. Uh, their running back recovered it twice and made yards on it. Uh, first down, I think, in at least one of the cases. So uh, they didn't, uh, they only had one turnover. That was the uh, pick at the end of the game. So, yeah, they're going to have to up their turnover game and really have to ball hawk uh, for one thing. And then, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, Nevada game was a little bit different because Wyoming's had so much success with getting turnovers this year for most of their games. And um, and they did have three, you were correct on that, where there was three turnovers the Cowboys didn't get. They were fumbled. One was down by the goal line. That would have been just huge. Uh, Fortunately, the Pokes got away with a victory. So being an optimist, I would assume that, you know, because we didn't get the turnovers last week, maybe this week the those football gods are going to look down at us in the turnover department a little bit better. Yeah, we're going to need it. 
uh, I tell you that Bo was talking about uh, Boise's uh, offensive power when he was asked about it. You know, I thought Nebraska was very talented, but certainly these guys, uh, when you look at the firepower they have, and they they played a lot of football uh, for quite some time now, and so anytime you you're a you're defending an offense that has a balanced offense that has the ability to run and throw, that really spreads you. Now, we would like to think we've been able to do the same, that we have the ability to, to run and throw. It's not like we, we don't have any weapons either. And I know we dialed the, uh, uh, the number of passing attempts last week back a little bit, but we felt like we could get Brian going. And, um, you know, we did throw the ball some, but um, this is going to test us defensively. Yeah, he's, excuse me. Uh, yes, uh, we're gonna we're gonna be, or I say we, they're gonna be tested uh, uh, defensively, especially um, uh, with the Boise looking at the tape and seeing uh, what Nevada did to him. Nevada had one real good receiver. That guy never seemed to uh, drop a ball, and I'm sure that uh, Boise has some good receivers. So uh, that is my biggest concern: is the secondary. Yeah, what I always found through the years is uh, when a team come, uh, finds a way to win a game, a good football team finds a way to win a football game and didn't play well winning the football game, they tend to come back the next week. Cowboys are going to be in front of an electric, vibrant crowd that's going to be into the game. It's going to be a big advantage for them. You know the Cowboys are going to be ready to go, and they're going to have to have their A-plus game, but I really do think the Cowboys are going to come out uh, looking uh, like a little bit different football team this week. Though they didn't play completely bad, especially offensively against Nevada, expect that defense to uh, play better. They're going to need to play better uh, against Boise. But, uh, you know, there's that chance that they can elevate their play a couple levels. They've proven they can do that this season. Oh, yeah, sir. Now, Bo was asked about taking the blueprint from the BYU game and seeing if you could apply some of that. Well, you know, turnovers turnovers sometimes that's I think that's mislabeled a turnovers implies you're just giving something to somebody else uh, and certainly during the course of that game I'm sure coach Harson said we've got to do a better job taking care of the ball but I think BYU did a good job of taking the ball away you know there was a couple plays where uh, I thought BYU ball hawked really well and stripped uh, the ball went up uh, for a couple picks uh, made some big plays uh, after a pick. And so I think we need to, to look at what BYU did as far as really going after the football. That's a heck of a blueprint. And, you know, in the past, uh, last several weeks, we've done a really good job. Last week, uh, we, we didn't, you know, the ball was on the ground. We didn't come up with it. The ball was in the air. We didn't, we need to do a better job of taking it away this week. And that's part of our blueprint. So as you said, you know, there's the blueprint uh, uh, trying to exploit their tendency to turn over the ball. Hopefully uh, they've got that. They bring that to Laramie. Uh, one of the things that um, they were also asking about is, as we're going into this big game, uh, whether or not Bull had expected to be where we are, <clears throat> to be where they are uh, right now. You know, I've been asked that quite a bit, Michael, about where we're at, what you never want to do is cap a football team. Um, there are times, so once you're head coach and you walk around the field, you know this team's got a, a great chance to go a long, long ways. Um, 
for us to be 3-0 and in the conference, we're certainly pleased with that. To say that surprised me a little bit, you know, if you start out at the beginning of the year, maybe a little bit. I've seen great signs. Um, but once you get in the midst of the season, you're going to max out on where you're at. And so uh, maybe a little bit ahead of where I thought we would be. Uh, but we saw, you know, we saw, you know, a really good team coming back from fall camp and, and we had confidence that we were going to be better. How much better? Some of that's going to come into play, Michael, by your how many guys get injured, injuries during the course of the game or during the course of the season. And, you know, we've sustained one injury. Now, nonetheless, that was a, to a really good player, but we've been pretty healthy. And so that's probably put us a little bit ahead of the curve where I thought we'd be. Well, that was bull talking. Now, that was before the news about Ryan Cummings is known. Uh, but, uh, yeah, how about you? Is this is this where you thought the Cowboys would be at this point? Well, when we talked this summer, and we frequently talked this summer about the potential what this team could do this year, I really thought this team was going to find a way to at least six wins in a bowl game this year. And the big thing with me about this team was we had so many – players coming back that have the capability to add size. There's going to be another year of maturity. I knew we had some potential weapons with Brian Hill and Josh Allen that could be top tier of the Mountain West uh, talent. And that offensive line, I had a feeling, would start molding because they had that year of bumps and bruises last year going into this year. If I knew this offense had a capability of being a much improved offensive uh, unit Um, going into the schedule I kind of looked at you know a split with Air Force and CSU Um, I I thought we could get out of if we could get out of the non-league schedule at least two and two we'd have a shot at a bowl game could have very easily been three and one in that stretch but to win three games Colorado State Air Force Nevada in a row I probably would not have uh, thrown money down on that bet well I would probably be with you on that case, but uh, I'm sure glad that uh, they've proven uh, some of the doubters wrong. Uh, you know, the this game is going to mean a lot. It means a lot to the fans. I mean, and the talk on the board, you can tell people are excited. Uh, it, it really is a, a place where Wyoming hasn't been in many, many years. And Bull was asked about that. This, uh, let's listen to what he had to say. You know, I've been asked that quite a bit, Michael, about where we're at. What you never want to do is... All right, let's uh, take a breath here. I, I, I um, messed that up. So we're going to cut this out, and I'm going to say this. Now, uh, this game means a lot to people, and uh, Bull was asked about that. Um, this is where... Uh, this is where we that we want to be. Um, you know, there's a principle of leadership that you can't seize it unless you see it. And I know that there were some dark days uh, in the past, and we've got a ways to go here. Uh, but uh, this is where we didn't get here by chance. And now it's going to be important that we've, we continue to play well. Uh, but, uh, you know, we're, we're certainly in a different place than where we have been. It's not by happenstance. Uh, they have good players. I watched the tape. You know, somebody gets home, I guess they got good players. They got good players. I remember coaching against Peyton Manning, our secondary coach, is going nuts while we were playing. Look at all these guys. Yeah, you're playing in big-time games. You're going to have good players. They have good players. On the flip side, I'd venture to say 
there's some guys in Boise probably looking at tape going, Wyoming's got some good players. And so uh, we're encouraged about where we're at. That's really good to hear. Uh, encouraged about where they're at. And, you know, that's what you need in a, a winning team is that confidence and that uh, belief in yourself. And I think this team has it. The best part about Bo's comments to me is even though the Cowboys are shown success, they may end up being the most successful Wyoming team this year we've had in a long time. It doesn't appear that that is the end game for Coach Bull and his staff and the Wyoming football program. I like that he's looking, still looking big picture, and despite what happens on Saturday, they're still looking at the potential of doing some really great things down the road. It's just, it's just a part of the process. It's just a mile marker, and every time he talks, he tend, you know, you get that indication from him that uh, there's a lot more to come down the road for this football program. Oh, I tell you, yes, it is. Well, let's see. Saturday, that's uh, from this from this podcast. That's tomorrow. Um, that'll be the twenty. Let's see, twenty ninth, right? That's Saturday, so that's it's going to be kickoff at five o'clock out there in Mountain Time. It's going to be on CBS Sports Network. And so, um, and as I'm going to do a little plug here, uh, the Wyoming Alumni Association, quote unquote, D.C. branch uh, chapter, uh, we're going to get together at the Crystal City Sports Pub, and that'll be a seven o'clock kickoff Eastern time. So if you're out here in the Washington, D.C. area, please come down. And uh, I suppose uh, if you can't make it to uh, Laramie and you're in our area traveling, uh, the Crystal City Sports Pub is in Arlington, Virginia. And uh, you can look that up in the uh, internet there, and I'll give you an address. I think they're 529 uh, East 23rd Street in Arlington, right across from the river from Washington, D.C. So that's my plug, hopefully, if you're in the D.C. area, to come down and join us, and uh, let's cheer the Cowboys on. And uh, I hope uh, around the country uh, Cowboy fans get together. All right, well... Uh, we've uh, we've discussed Boise, and uh, I think we've got that pretty well covered. Now, I had a chance to talk with our recruiting guru, Tom Laycock, and uh, he has some news about the game uh, concerning people that are going to be visiting uh, the game. So why don't we listen to his report? We're talking with Tom Laycock. We've got him on the line with another Wyoming, go Wyoming recruiting report. Uh, hello, Tom. How are you doing? I'm doing well, Jeff. Thanks for having me. Well, thanks for stopping by. I understand that uh, we're going to have some, what, four visitors uh, for the game uh, that you'd like to talk about? Yeah, you know, I'm sure there'll be quite a few guys that, that show up to this one, but there are four guys on officials that probably headline who's coming. Uh, the first one we'll, we'll talk about is, is Devon Wells Ross of Omaha North High School. Uh, you know, the interesting thing with him is, you know, 6'4", 193 pound linebacker, uh, but he runs a 10'9 in 100 meters. So you've got a tremendous speed there uh, with, with a frame that could really, you know, put on uh, 15 pounds or so. Um, scholarship offers thus far South Dakota State, UNI, Missouri State, Illinois, State and Wyoming. He's talking to some Big 12, talking to some Big 10. We'll see if anything comes of that. Um, 
but uh, he's coming out for his visit this week. Uh, his uh, the connection there is Omaha North's um, coach Damon Benning uh, was a college teammate at Nebraska of Michael Grant, the winding assistant. So that's kind of who got those those two together. But uh, a really terrific all-around athlete, Wells Ross. He also uh, plays AAU basketball with Omaha Elite and participates in the 100, 200, triple jump at 4 by one uh, Quite the athlete, then, yeah. Yeah, very impressive. Um, and, and the next young man that, uh, that the folks are bringing in this week is a guy who had planned on being here in September. Uh, the, the stars did not quite align uh, and so he didn't make it in, but uh, he is planning on coming in this week. His name is Trey Dorfner, six foot hundred eighty pounds from Lacey Washington River Ridge High School. He's got offers from Wyoming, Weber State. Um, he plays kind of all over the field right now. Uh, he's made his made his name the most as a running back. Um, this season, he's got nineteen touchdowns, uh, two receiving, nine hundred ninety seven rushing yards, better than twelve hundred all purpose yards. So the last time that we talked to him would have been in September. I'm showing September 12th. Uh, a terrific relationship with Pete Caligas, who's also a Washington guy. Um, it sounds like uh, he and Dorfner have a tremendous relationship. And at the time, you know, I kind of thought to myself uh, when I talked to him that in, in speaking with him, it felt like if any of those particular guys were going to commit that were coming that week, it was going to be Dorfner. So I have a feeling Wyoming's still probably quite a ways up there uh, for his services. And, you know, it wouldn't surprise me if, if he saw what he liked and, and spent some time with Caligus and, and called up for Wyoming. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Got high hopes for him. Good. The other two young men coming in are the other two kind of featured young men coming in. We've got two guys um, from a little bit unique situations uh, in terms of football recruiting. The first one is Alonzo Velasquez, and I'm hoping I'm getting that right. I'm just going to call him uh, Alonzo for sake of discussion. He's 6'6", 270 pounds from Janesville, Wisconsin. Two scholarship offers, but when you look at what he's able to do on this film, it's it. you know, I turned it off after a minute six because it was just brutal to watch. A big, strong, raw kid, and I say kid because he's a high school senior who only started playing football two years ago. Mm. Um, scholarship offers from Wyoming, Western Illinois. He's also talking to North Dakota State, South Dakota State. But in terms of my list of guys that I'd love to see get in here, uh, he's he ranked right up there as soon as I saw that uh, the, the huddle video. Um, and I'd encourage anyone else to watch it. You know, uh, at 6'6 six, six and 270 pounds, to see someone that can move that easily and, and has the frame to, to put on more weight. And when I talk to him, I mean, he is so fired up to come to Laramie this weekend. It's almost funny. Um, you know, and he's someone who wants to make a decision fairly quick after his after his uh, uh, scheduled visit as well. So it wouldn't shock me if something happened with him next week. He seems uh, to think very highly at the University of Wyoming and a nice relationship with Brent Deegan. So, uh, we'll see what happens there, but he he's one that it wouldn't surprise me if, if he ended up committing. The last uh, young man, you know, kind of featured young man we'll talk about this weekend who is coming in is uh, Adam Huguera. And Adam Huguera is actually a long snapper um, out of Gilbert, Arizona, 6'3", 235. 
which is nice to have a little bit of extra size in there as you got someone snapping for an extra point or a punch. Um, scholarship offers from Wyoming, Army, New Mexico State, and Arizona State. Um, the long snapping and kicking recruiting seems to be a beast in and of its own. Um, there's a circuit called the, the Coles uh, circuit, you know, spelled the same as the uh, as the store. Um, they do competitions all over the country, and they have ranked uh, uh, they have ranked Adam as the sixth best uh, the sixth best long snapper in the country. Mm-hmm. Um, as we're probably probably not aware of, but it's something to kind of keep in mind. Um, the current long snapper at the University of Wyoming, Brendan Truly. Uh, is a senior, so that's something that needs to be replaced. And uh, apparently, Brandon uh, and uh, and Adam have gone used the same long snapping coach. So, uh, you know, he he understands what he thinks Laramie is and what he thinks the University of Wyoming is, and, and uh, you know seems pretty happy for most of it. So, we'll see what happens there. But those are the four um, that are coming in uh, this weekend that you know you really kind of feature for this weekend. And hopefully it can pick up two, maybe even all four. We'll see. Well, that, that sounds good. I, I was just wondering, though, where are we are? Where are the Cowboys in in terms of commits right now? Do you, do you have that on hand? Yeah, currently there's uh, we got Keegan Kreider, uh, the offensive lineman from uh, Colorado, Patrick Arnold, the guard from guard and center, I should say, from Nebraska, uh, Valade, the running back from Illinois. Uh, Isaias Candy, the uh, athlete slash linebacker from uh, Denver, and then Logan Harris, the defensive tackle from Torrington. So that's a pretty good list. Uh, how does that figure as far as what what is considered normal for number of commits? Is that average or above average or yeah, below? I, I, yeah, I, th- I think it's average, maybe a little bit below average. But, you know, as I've said in the past, I have a feeling that something's going to pop here pretty soon, you know, kind of feel like we're going to have plenty coming up, uh, you know, in, in the coming weeks, not only because we're seeing success, but, you know, because we've said it several times, Wyoming is either getting better at identifying the prospect early or getting better at uh, getting their message out about what Wyoming is. Because when I called the kids, you know, years ago, uh, you know, and, and even up probably in the last year, you'd ask them, what do you know about Wyoming? What do you know about the coaching staff? And it'd be like, oh, I, don't, I really don't know. This year I'm talking to kids, uh, you know, they know who their recruiting coach is. Uh, they know about the Mountain West. They know about the University of Wyoming. They know what kind of offense they play, what kind of defense they play. They know who they're playing the next week. And they've seen some of the video or uh, photos of what the area looks like. So uh, Wyoming is, is really honing in on that message, and I think it's, gonna, I think it's going to be to their benefit. Uh, oh, sure. The kids I talked to. Yeah, the kids I talked to seem much stronger with Wyoming than we have in the past. Well, you know, that's uh, that's encouraging because I can see where, you know, a lot of times uh, you'd be trying to reach out to people in in uh, these outlying areas from Wyoming, and uh, a lot of them have not heard of us or been here or seen us, so that is encouraging. I like to hearing that. Speaking of encouraging, uh, with these guys coming in, uh, they might get a chance to witness a historic event, assuming the Cowboys can figure out how to beat those Broncos. What's your feelings about that? 
you know, my feeling is I'm, I'm going to yell like heck and hope that uh, hope that the popes can pull this off. But uh, it's going to be a mighty large hill to climb. Oh, yeah. Colorado State, Nevada, uh, those schools are, are great, uh, you know, in, in their own way. But Colorado State, Air Force, Nevada are not Boise State. <laughs> the seven, you know, there's a seven no team ranked 13th or 15th, depending on which ranking you're looking at. Uh, if you go by yards, they've got the conference's best uh, passer, best receiver, and the third best running back. Uh, this is not a gimme. Uh, I appreciate the enthusiasm, um, and let's but let's be a little bit realistic with, with what's coming to Laramie, and I think it's going to be a fantastic yardstick game for them. Um, I think Wyoming, uh, the loss of uh, Ryan Cummings is going to be huge. You know, he's, you talk about a guy put on this earth to play right tackle. Um, you know, he was it. So I think uh, Wyoming has a chance to really make some serious growth. I think they have the, they have a chance to uh, uh, show what they are to a national audience. I think uh, Boise State has been playing with fire a little bit lately. With, you know, with close games to BYU and Colorado State. Um you know, hopefully Wyoming, uh, if the moment isn't too big for them, uh, comes out and plays strong and keeps it, you know, withstands the early onslaught. Because if you if you look at the numbers, uh, Boise State's outscoring the opposition 77 to 10 in the first quarter. Yeah, and they, they, they come on. That, if they can absorb that punch early and then get to the second half where Boise is traditionally being outscored and being outscored in a big win in the fourth quarter, I think they got a shot. But, uh, you know, I'm going to go in cautiously optimistic. Now, I say that, and I was wrong about uh, Colorado State and about Air Force, uh, and I hope I'm wrong again. Well, you know, uh, you've got every right to believe that uh, this is a huge challenge. Uh, we haven't beaten Boise ever, if I'm if I'm correct, and um, they're just one of those teams that always get that uh, high quality athlete, and they've been. Uh, They've been in the upper tier for a long time, so uh, you're right. Uh, it's not one to um, pass off and just say, oh, yeah, we're going to win this one. This is going to be a tough one. It's going to be a, a program-defining type of win if they can do it. Uh, I My feelings are that um, Bowl is going to have these guys as prepared as they can be. And uh, if they're not, if they're not, if they come out flat, uh, there's something wrong with them because I know these kids uh, really got to be excited about this. So it's going to be interesting. Uh, if if they do win it, uh, my personal feeling is it's going to be close. It's going to be a field goal or a last second score or something like that. Uh, and and uh, we're going to have to hope that. Boise is off their game and they've got their um, turnover problems. I think that'll help too. Uh, I think that would help. I do find myself wondering what the extra two days rest means in this game. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So yeah, it's uh, it's a daunting task, but uh, an exciting prospect. So you know, again, I hope you're wrong. I hope that uh, my <laughs> me my, too. <laughs> <laughs> I hope my uh, my uh, feelings of rah-rah, um, uh, 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 brown and gold glasses are uh, correct, but uh, uh, you have to be uh, realistic and know that this is, uh, this is a big one. Uh, I don't know 
about Wyoming's prospects as versus what our prospects were against Nebraska. Now, they played Nebraska pretty well for three quarters, and so we know that they can hang with a good team, uh, but can they finish? That's going to be an interesting question. Yep, I think you're exactly right. And uh, I, I'm also excited uh, to get over there and just enjoy the day. I mean, this is this is a big deal. Oh, yeah. Uh, coming on Saturday. You know, you've got a primetime game, nationally televised game for the, uh, you know, for a chunk of the division lead. You know, it's, you know, there's no reason not to have a large crowd. There's no reason not to go in feeling optimistic and, and feeling great about life. And, and let's just go enjoy it. You're right. You're right, Tom. Okay, well, again, thanks for uh, stopping by and giving us the latest on the recruiting front. Uh, and you enjoy that game over there. I'm way down, you know, I'm way out here on the East Coast, so I'm going to have to uh, uh, watch it on TV. I'm going to go down to the sports bar with some friends of mine and uh, catch it right. down there, yeah. And hopefully we can get some... Uh, uh, Wyoming faithful to show up at the Crystal City Sports Pub. So, uh, again, take some good luck over there and get those Cowboys that win, all right? We'll see what we can do, Jeff. All right. Well, we'll talk to you next week. Thanks a lot, Tom. All right. You too. Bye-bye. Well, that was a rather long recruiting report, but uh, had a lot of things to talk about. Uh, it's certainly encouraging on the recruiting front. Yeah, I mean, uh, just based on uh, how the staff's recruited over the last couple of years and just seeing the young football team with the influx of talent, just have a lot of confidence in the staff that they're going to continue to bring in uh, very good players that have the potential to develop into great players over time. And, uh, some of our, you know, our best recruiting class potentially is most of them are red shirting. Um, it just seems like the, the staff has uh, just has that nose for seeing the talent and has seen players like Logan Wilson, Andrew Wingard, Brian Hill. I mean that that list just goes on. Josh Allen. So we we know they have a little bit of an edge with the recruiting compared to some of the the previous Wyoming staffs. Oh, that's true, and yeah, I'm really encouraged. So well, I guess. Uh... I guess it's about that time. Uh, we've been uh, we've been at this for uh, over an hour. Uh, you know, we're really getting onto it. So uh, let me uh, reach over here, and uh, you know what I'm about to do. Yeah, there you go. I'm gonna open that one up there, and uh, here we go. There you go, Ian. Uh, it's about that time. So we've had a good, uh, good podcast here. Uh, we've covered uh, a lot of territory, and I hope you've enjoyed it. Getting into the Boise State game, it was a great podcast, and I look forward to some War Memorial magic this weekend. And uh, hopefully, next Thursday we'll be talking, or next Friday we'll be talking about some cowboy, big cowboy victory. Oh, you better believe it. Uh, uh, I'm uh, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I, I really got my fingers and toes and everything else crossed. And uh, by golly, this is going to be uh, hopefully a, a program-defining time. So I tell you, it's about that time. Uh, why don't we uh, Why don't we take it out of here? 
There you have it. Go I.L. Go podcast number 11. I'm your host, Jeff Fry. We've been joined by the publisher of Go I.L. Go, Ian McMacken. We hope you enjoy it, and we'll be back this time next week. This has been a production of Jackalope Ridge Media in cooperation with the Go Wild Go message board. We want to thank Learfield Sports, the University of Wyoming, and Dave Walsh for providing game broadcast highlights. (laughs) 